Ooh, girl, turn that up. What song is this? Girl, this my song. You don't know this? I don't think so. Let me turn it up. Okay. I like this. Girl, right? Girl, this is my jam. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to My Sister's Jam. This is episode 15. I'm Camille, your host, and I'm here with my big sister, Missy, your other host. Hey, sister. Hey, girl. What's up? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot is up. What's up with you? Not a whole lot either. And in comparison to last week, I think we will take it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We need a week or two or five with not a whole lot going on because it's been too much going on. (laughs) Yes. So I will take this week right here. Absolutely. You got your drink over there? What you drinking today? I do. And so interesting. I have apple juice as a mixer for my rum today and and because i'm lazy and you know i'm not one to be all in the grocery store so i got Mm -hmm. the first juice that i saw and so not the first juice apple juice and rum is it what does it taste like i mean it's kind of it's kind of cool yeah because it's mostly rum with like a little swig of apple juice so i just taste rum that'll work that'll work (laughs) <laughs> and my daddy, my daddy used to mix a conjure cognac with apple juice, and that was kind of fire. They don't even hardly sell conjure no more. You can only kind of find it in a certain Back place. That was that. Uh, uh, I don't know if he can find it at all at home. They have it here. Oh um, yeah, but, yeah, we have it here. Yeah, That's right. I think they can't. Uh, I mean, I think they don't sell it back home no more. But that was that ludicrous conjure uh, cognac. Yeah. Well, that stuff was delicious. But anywho, right. well, sounds good. Oh, I've got some okay. uh, some five dollar. I love a $5 wine, y'all. This is the second week in the world I'm drinking a $5 wine. <laughs> I'm drinking a $5 Malbec from Walmart, winemaker selection. It's not that good, but I'm oh, going to no. drink it anyway because I spent my $5 on it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. You just drink mm-hmm. it. You I'm want it for anyway. the effects, you know. That's right. Well, our lovely listeners, on today's episode, we will be discussing some of our favorite jams from songwriters who are already famous in their own right. So I hope y'all are excited to get into it. But before we do that, sister, do you want to give us what happened on today in music history? Today's October 19th. I surely do. On this day in 1977, famed rock band Leonard Skinner, known for their huge hit Sweet Home Alabama, played their last show in Greenville, South Carolina, before a plane crash the following day that kills three of their members, bringing their career to an immediate halt. Now, from what I read, the plane ran out of fuel before they reached their final destination. Now, Good grief. I know, and I'm like, okay, out of respect for the the pilot, and because he passed away as well, too, and all that, and whoever is in charge of fuel the planes. I want that to be the last reason why my plane crashes because truly what that I is need very, very is a, avoidable. The, right. Or unless something happened, cause we weren't there. True. But unless some kind of weird thing happened where the gas just fell out the plane or something, I don't know. <laughs> why was 
I'm flying a plane on a full tank, if it's even called a tank in a plane, every time. Yeah. Fill it up. I yeah. don't care how I thought close that's what the, they did. I thought I, we're not in the aviation industry. No way. We don't know how any of that works. But just fuel the plane every time. Yeah. But unfortunate, unfortunate. Sorry, y'all. We're not, we're not dumping, but rest in peace to those three members and everybody else on board that was killed. And yeah. on this day in 1979, Prince released his second album titled Prince, containing the number one hit, I'm gonna be and the original version of I Feel For You, which later became a huge hit for Miss Shaka Khan. Nice. Yes. And those are our two music history facts. Like, well, I don't like those facts. It's one of those facts is terribly sad. But thank you for sharing those facts. That's what yes. happened today. All right. Well, okay. without further ado, my friend, are you ready to get into our jams? I am. So let's do it, sister. So my singer songwriter that's famous in his own right that I chose for this episode, you guys, is Stevie Wonder. So the five tracks that I picked are going to be all songs that were written by Stevie Wonder. So the first one that I went with is I Can't Help It by Michael Jackson. From Michael Jackson's 1979 album, Off the Wall, from Epic Records, I Can't Help It was actually not a single release from this album, but it is by far one of my favorite songs by him, period. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it wasn't a single. It's a jam. <laughs> right, because it's a whole jam, right? You're like, right. oh, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, because I listened to it like it was. Mm -hmm. But Off the Wall was Michael's fifth studio album and his first album under the Epic Records label. That's kind of a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. And this also marked his first album produced by Quincy Jones, who we know he went on to do like incredible things with in yes. the future. So the album became known, though, for its hits Don't Stop Till You Get Enough and Rock With You. And, and then, of course, Off the Wall. Of course. Now, those are all definitely timeless jams. But for me, I can't help it. Is a jam. It's completely underrated, given how freaking phenomenal it is. But again, like we said, it wasn't one of his best known hits. Mm -hmm. It's been sampled so many times by different acts, including De La Soul, Donnell Jones, and Mary J. Blige. Now, this was written by the incomparable Stevie Wonder. The song is so dreamy and it's about a man who is so joyfully in love with his partner and his partner in turn is also so incredibly in love with him. <laughs> and I love mm -hmm. it. Must be nice. There's no. love. <laughs> right. I'm like, remember when love songs talked about like love. Right. And like loving your partner. <laughs> and in the lyric, it's, you know, he's talking about how the love has brought sparkles to his partner's eyes and they just both can't help but love each other. Hmm. Like it's it's completely taking them both over. Now, what I love about this song is Michael's voice. I don't know. While it sounds like Michael, it's still a different sound to me. His voice, it his is. vocals, I mean. And I don't know how to explain what I mean by that, but it's it's like his voice 
but maybe it's the instrumentation, maybe it's the production making him sound different, but his voice sounds like melted butter. Like mm. it's just like <laughs> like he just sounds like he's chill. Yeah. I guess maybe I'm so used to the pop Michael. I don't know. Maybe so. This song is a lot like um smoother than yeah. some others. Yeah, it's, it's like, like floaty. I, <laughs> yeah. Which is like my next comment, right? Is <laughs> it makes you feel it makes you feel floaty. Oh. Like it makes you just feel like you're like cruising, just dancing real slow. It's like the perfect tempo to close out a long day with. Mm-hmm. You know, and just unwind like it's a different Michael that I hear in that song. And that's why it's one of my favorites from him. And it turns out it it was written by our Stevie. (laughs) Who knew? Uh, (laughs) I think that's the fun of this episode. A lot of these is it's going to be like, who knew that they wrote this song? (laughs) I don't know if you already knew Stevie wrote the jams you're going to cover today, but for my artists, I think I only knew one or two. And then I discovered that he wrote these others. So this is going to be pretty fun. I did not know that he wrote any of these. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so that's my first one. I love it. Well, the, singer songwriter that I'm going to highlight today is Neo and again I knew that Neo wrote songs for other artists but I did not know all of these (laughs) so let's get into it Mm -hmm. my first jam written by Neo is Flaws and All by Beyonce Mm -hmm. gotta love me some B now Flaws and All is again a song by American recording artist Beyonce included on the 2007 deluxe edition of her second studio album B-Day yes yes sorry sorry that's like one of my favorite Beyonce albums it's it's a classic now Flaws and All was composed by Neo Shay Taylor Beyonce and Solange Knowles while Beyonce knows and Taylor produced it. Now, in the R&B song, Beyonce shows appreciation for the love given by her man who sees through all of her flaws and loves her unconditionally. Flaws and all received positive reviews from critics who lauded Beyonce's emotion and vulnerability on the track. Now, some critics also noted that the song was better than some of the songs on the standard edition of B-Day. Which, I mean... Mm. I, can, I mean, I don't know... I, I could kind of see it. Flaws and All is a beautiful song. It is. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever even heard it because it's on the special edition. And if you ain't deep off into the beehive like myself, you might not know this right. song. <laughs> but no, it I have is... heard it. I just didn't know. I guess I didn't know there was like different editions of the album. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm, so okay. I didn't know Flaws and All until the, well, I guess the, I can't remember if the video album came out at the same time as just the regular album or did I already listen to the, I don't know but of course I had the video mm-hmm. album and that's when I <laughs> discovered flaws and all right with the video of course which I also because you gotta have a video album because right. you gotta have <sighs> anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> now in 2007 the song was included on Tyler Perry's why did I get married soundtrack in 2008 Beyonce released the song on a compilation album dedicated to karaoke performances titled Beyonce karaoke hits volume one why don't I know anything about this? <laughs> okay, I was about to say, now wait, you just might as well log off the podcast because why you didn't know about this? Sister? What? 
a Beyonce karaoke hits volume. And then for it to be titled volume one, like did another one come out? Did I miss this completely? Why the, man, I, I didn't, I really are. didn't need her to put that out. Cause I was going to make a Beyonce karaoke hits volume one of my oh, own. That's anyway. right. I remember, I remember you saying, yeah, right. But <laughs> the fact that she realizes that she got some karaoke hits, I just, I love it. I don't know no. how I feel about you not knowing it, sister. I, I feel know. like a failure if we're being honest, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully the beehive can forgive me for missing this very valuable piece of work that she put out. Anywho, um, author Latrice Glean references the song in a memoir titled My Life's Journey from 2010. And I find that interesting. That kind of reminds me of uh, our first episode of My Sister's Jam, the soundtrack to My Sister's Life. I wonder, was that kind of like what this lady's book was about, My Life's Journey? And she mentioned this song. That sounds like this song is on the soundtrack to her life, perhaps. (laughs) I love that. Okay. I do. Um, And then, fun fact, uh, Destiny's Child bandmate, Miss Kelly Rowland, that we all know and love, discussed Mm -hmm. flaws and all during Billboard's Woman of the Year spread for Beyonce. Now, Kelly stated, Beyonce is a true artist who brings it every time. My favorite song will always be Flaws and All. So much feeling, so beautiful. Her voice sounds amazing. And I'm like, yes, Kelly, you're right. But I, I think that's so cool. That's a nice little inside look in the, you know, somebody so close to her. Like, what is your favorite mm-hmm. Beyonce song? You, Kelly? Like, Kelly got a favorite and it's Flaws and All. And I love it. <laughs> right, right. Yes. In an interview with Vibe, Beyonce explained the concept for the video. She said, I don't sing any of the song. The whole time, it's like a silent movie and I'm being myself. I'm not performing. I reveal a side of myself no one's ever seen. I'm silly and goofy and not trying to be a diva or trying to be a star. Just me. And that, my friends, is why I love the stinking video. Anytime we get to see a glimpse in the Beyonce where she just being herself, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Like I said about the Die With You video, the same is true for Flaws and All video. I love, love, love it. Now, the video features a black and white theme uh, and a grainy film texture. Now, like I said, Beyonce does not lip sync the lyrics, but acts out parts of the song and poses. And it's just really cute. And apparently several Mm -hmm. of the scenes from the video uh, had been shot in 2006 for a B-Day promotional ad by Walmart, which I don't remember that ad, but okay, cool. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. But and, long story girl, you short. You know how I feel about black and white photography. Yes. Yes. This video is giving. It's giving mm-hmm. beautiful black and white, just gorgeousness. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. is my favorite jam. Look, my favorite jam. I fully meant to say my first jam. That was a Freudian flip. <laughs> That was my favorite jam written by Neo. I mean, which it also I mean, you is, know, but it was my first cool. jam written by Neo, is what I really wanted to say. That's cool. <laughs> we can go on to your second jam. Okie dokie. My second jam, written by the amazing love of my life, Stevie Wonder, is Tell Me Something Good by Rufus featuring Shaka Khan from the 1974 album rags to rufus tell me something good was the first single released from the album under abc records label now this was the band's second album released under the band name rufus but after the success of this second album it became noticeable that shaka's vocals were what really stood out you know when it came when it comes to rufus like everybody remembers shaka's vocals Mm -hmm. and so 
going forward, they changed their band name to Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Although they are also sometimes known as Rufus and Shaka Khan. So they have this second album and the first single is Tell Me Something Good, which is a super funky track written by Stevie Wonder and produced by the band along with Bob Monaco. Mm -hmm. Now the track became the band's first huge hit peaking at number three on both the Billboard Hot 100 and the R&B charts. It won a Grammy in 1975 for Best R&B Vocal Performance by a Duo, Group, or Chorus. And it was also, now I found this so super cool. So Mm -hmm. it was one of the earliest hits that used what is known as a guitar talk box, which is basically like an effects machine Mm -hmm. that allows a musician to vocalize the sound of the guitar that they're playing so i think that's the tell me tell me tell me part interesting so right so what they do it's like this little box that's on the ground i guess the guitar is plugged into it somehow i don't know Mm -hmm. there's a plastic tube in the box that feeds from the box into the guitar player's mouth And the the tube is like adjacent to the microphone. So the sound of the guitar goes into the player's mouth. And when they start singing, it sounds like the guitar is singing, quote unquote. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I've never heard of such a gadget. <laughs> right. Me, cool. Right. Me neither. I was like, awesome. You guys are just like doing this amazing stuff. I am not worthy. <laughs> um, so. Another <laughs> a little fun pop culture fact that I found. So the song was in an episode of That 70s Show. My which show. I, right. <laughs> so I surprisingly don't recall this particular moment. And I could have sworn I've seen all the episodes of That 70s Show. Mm-hmm. But Eric <laughs> walks in on his parents having sex. And... <laughs> <laughs> not kitty and red can you imagine red <laughs> i mean and so they're having sex and the song is playing while they're doing their thing right <laughs> no you can picture eric so after yes. this happens he keeps having recurring nightmares of the moment and the song is playing and every <laughs> It is very bound It is like it is right, and I'm like, wait, that could be in somebody's porno. It would fit. It would. But but then, like in his waking life, the song starts playing all the time. Oh, he's. I'm hollering, they childish. Oh, his radio. I got to see if I can find a video of that somewhere because I can't remember yes. it to save my life. And I'm like, I know I watched all of that 70s show. Why don't I remember? <laughs> that is funny. I don't remember that episode either. I said that was my show, but like, I really didn't watch it that much. It was mom's show. She watched it quite a bit. I watched it yeah. when she was watching it. Yeah. But I know she saw all of it and she probably remembers it. Like, I'm sure yeah, she probably remembers it, but I got to find it. <laughs> I love and it. That... I hope you find it. Yes, me too. And if I find it, I'm going to post it. But I love that it. This is, is my second jam. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> off topic, but not really. It's about Shaka Khan. Uh, I'm about 99% sure that Elise met Shaka Khan. I think Shaka Khan came to Westside 
while Mm -hmm. Elise was on stage crew and she got to like interview her and I was like oh my god what was it like and she was like she smelled really good she had on a lot of perfume she smelled really good and I was like that is what we could expect from Shaka Khan (laughs) yep that doesn't surprise me I would think that's how it would be to meet her Um, but that's a fun fact also fun fact it's Elise's birthday today happy birthday Elise that's my best friend (laughs) happy birthday Elise (laughs) hey girl yeah, Shaka does look like she smells good all the time. Like she just one of them people that smell good all the time, mm-hmm. even when they don't put stuff on. Right, just smell good. It's just that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just nice. yeah, that's just <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. And that's my second jam. That's it. Very cool. My second jam is Epiphany by Chrisette Michelle. Now, Epiphany, mm. also known as Epiphany, I'm leaving is the first single from American singer-songwriter Chrisette Michelle's second studio album of the same name, released for airplay on January 27, 2009. Now, it was an R&B top 20 hit, and it's her most successful single to date. Now, it oh, also well, marked, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, it also marked hmm. her first solo entry on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, where it peaked at number 89. <laughs> I'm like, that's not very high, mm-hmm. but okay. Um, okay. All right. Uh, Epiphany is about relationship experiences, of course. Mm-hmm. And she explained, I heard the song that Neo had written titled Epiphany, and the word just stood out to me. It stood out to me because I'd been through a lot in my last relationship, and the word epiphany exemplified exactly what happened in the end when I realized I didn't have to put myself through it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, girl. It's that moment when you open your eyes up and you're like, oh, I'm leaving. And it seems to happen like that. It happens it like that. It's like, you know, you're tired of the stuff, mm-hmm. but then it just seems like all of a sudden, yep. You know what? I'm out of here. And then you just, that's what she's saying. And it comes to me like an epiphany. Okay. Yep. And so I'm like, yep, yeah, that, that's, that is happy. Now she also referenced the relationship with her former manager, Douglas Biggs Ellison, who she sued for embezzlement and harassment. But those are charges mm-hmm. that were later dropped. I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. that, that comes to you like an epiphany too, that you can leave a relationship with your manager, I guess, if they act Right, food. right. Don't know. Hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the music video for this song apparently features Drake as the love interest. And I don't know if I've ever seen this video. I didn't get the chance I to watch it before, before we talked about this today. Mm, I probably should have checked yeah, it out. but. I'd... In my research, it says yeah. that he's the love interest. And I'm like, Drake? Like, like, that. I'm like that soldier boy thing. Drake? 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 I was, I was just surprised. <laughs> I was very surprised to hear that Drake was in the video, but okay. But okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, uh, and the video was placed at number 46 on BET Notarized Top 100 Videos of 2009 Countdown. Okay. Girl, I forgot about Notarized. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that used to okay. be a thing. But Epiphany was Girl. definitely my jam. Actually, I like that album of hers. The Epiphany album has got this other song on it called Notebook that I really, really like. Maybe I'll find oh, a place okay. to put that in an episode one day. But uh, Epiphany was also a jam. Definitely a jam. What? Was that, that the song, same Notebook? album that had Blame It On Me on it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that is also my song. Yep, that, that is makes also three my song. Okay. three jams on there. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay, For got sure. you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Very that, good, sister. I love that one. 
Thank I love a, the part the part of Epiphany, just like how it's written. So I think I'm just about over being your girlfriend. I'm like, yeah. oh, I have, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm yep. leaving. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm over this. It's, and it's so, and like the, <laughs> the tone of the song is like, it's like a little bit upbeat. Like it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of a beat. And it's like, yeah, she's really just like, I'm it's over like, this. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get yeah, out of here. No more. No, no, no wonder what you've been doing. What you've been doing? Where you've been sleeping? It's over. Mm-mm. I'm leaving. Oh, and I'm out. It's like as simple as that. Because when you have that epiphany, it's like no more questions yeah. need to be asked. Like I, everything is clear now. I'm I'm out of here. And I have done that. Like I have literally mm-hmm. done that with a person that you remember. Where like we had broke up or whatever, but we we were still gonna try to do the friend thing or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. like we could be cool. We could be friends or whatever. And we were doing that. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I literally have nothing else to say to you. And I haven't talked to him since. Yep. <laughs> and then came out of nowhere. And he came to you like an epiphany. Girl, <laughs> listen, it'd be like that. And you know, it'd just be like that. So, mm-hmm. hey, and nothing wrong with it. All Very right. good. A wonderful jam. On to my third, a huge one. It's a shame by the spinners. Classic, classic jam. Yes. From their yes, right? From their 1970 album Second Time Around under Motown Records' VIP segment. It's a shame was co-written by Stevie Wonder, Sarita Wright, and Lee Garrett and produced completely by Stevie Wonder. Now this was Stevie's first song in his career in which he handled the full production by himself. I was like, hey, come on, Stevie. Come on. Come on on now. (laughs) Producing everything. Okay. Now, the release of this track in 1970 saw the Spinners scoring their biggest hit since signing with Motown back in 1964. Mm -hmm. And it was also their biggest hit that they had in the last decade. So basically, they were in need of that hit because due to the lack of their success since signing with the label, Motown had given the group different roles within the company, like road managers, chaperone, and chauffeurs for other more successful acts. Oh wow! And right, not and even gave. Wait a minute, chaperones <laughs> and, and chauffeurs. In the situation of adult. <laughs> Girl, but you know how they was, you know. Okay. Girl, they probably had to get them out the room and get the bottles out the hand. You know how that goes. Chaperones, okay. And, mm-hmm. and chauffeurs, girl. At that, I was like, wow, Motown, okay. Hmm. So they were chaperoning and chauffeuring for more success for, for more successful acts, and they even gave them jobs, girl, as shipping clerks at the label. Which basically includes tasks like preparing outgoing shipments of records, receiving incoming shipments of like supplies and materials and stuff for the company, things like that. I'm like, um, the disrespect. (laughs) Okay. I guess they say you in this contract, we're going to use you some kind of way. Yeah, we're going to put you to work. Get on in there and start sweeping. Like, what? 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 Okay. And bathrooms need cleaning. Right. I was reading that like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not cool. Not cool. But all right. Who are we? Uh it went on to number fourteen on the Billboard Hot One Hundred and number three on the R and B singles chart. And it is one of their biggest hits to date. Mm-hmm. Now 
the band left Motown two years later to join up with Atlantic Records, where they realized their biggest successes with singles like I'll Be Around. Whenever mm. you call me, I'll be yes. there. And um, could it be I'm falling in love? Oh, another jam. They got some jam. Right. They do. They do. But they seem to happen all after Motown. So I'm like, mm, maybe I'll well, just Motown didn't mesh well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's just, it happens. It happens. And that is my third jam. I love that jam. It's a shame is a good song. It definitely is. Yeah. Hey, hey. The way you mess around with your man. It's oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The way you hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right. On to my third jam. I am doing Let Me Love You, a song by American singer Mario. Or mm-hmm. Mario, I think, as he pronounces his own name. But who the heck says it? Did like he that? say Mario? Oh, is it Mario? I think Oops. he says Mario. Uh, Oops. I'm not saying Mario. I don't care what you say your name is, sir. I'm, a t- I'm telling you, your name is Mario. Well, I'm not saying Mario. I'm not saying Mario. Okay. I refuse. So, anyway, uh, Let Me Love You is a song by American singer Mario, released as a single on October 4th, 2004 from his second studio album, Turning Point. You so now, fatty. Because I was like, Mario, if you Mario. <laughs> Mario, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We love you. I don't like Mario. <laughs> but I love you, okay? But, well, we love you, though. <laughs> okay. The song was written by Neo, Cameron Huff, and Scott Storch, while the production was handled by Scott Storch. According to Neo, after he chose to start singing the songs he wrote, he regretted giving Let Me Love You to Mario and said that he would have kept it for himself. <laughs> Which, I get that, because it was definitely a hit. He's like, dang, I could have just sang this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. Now, the and while, song we on, while we on this subject, that gotta be, I feel like we didn't make a note to talk about like how that must be a struggle for being a singer songwriter right you know yeah it's interesting because how do you decide what songs you're going to give to somebody else and what songs you just gonna keep for yourself I, in the research i did see um that some singer songwriters will write the songs with a different artist in mind and i'm sure that makes it easier mm-hmm. like if they're just like oh mm-hmm. i want beyonce to sing this but if you just write a song i think i would have a hard time giving it away you know if right. I didn't have another singer in mind when I wrote it I don't know right right yeah mm-hmm. if we got any singer songwriters listening I'd like to hear y'all's input on that hit us up on the socials or something and let us know right. how do you feel about giving your songs away after you write them I don't know um, mm-hmm. but yeah that's a good point now let me love you garnered Mario a Grammy Award nomination for best male R&B vocal performance in 2006 and it became a top 10 hit worldwide reaching number one in the United States, Canada, Germany, the Netherlands, and New Zealand. Let Me Love You debuted on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 the week of October 23rd of 04 at number 97. Uh, But it went on to hold the number one position on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart for nine consecutive weeks from January Mm -hmm. to February of 05. Yeah. And as of this year, it's Mario's biggest single. Wow. Now, the fact that I didn't know that. 
I think I probably should know that. I think I knew that. I think I, let's put it this way. I think I could have guessed that. Yeah. Really? Anthony's biggest single. I would not have guessed that. I mean, I, I knew it was a hit, but his biggest one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. It, it also reached number one on the hot R&B and hip-hop songs chart. And this is a funny one. The song also holds the honor of being one of the highest selling ringtones with 1.6 million downloads. <laughs> now, wait, ringtones? Oh, two th- oh yeah, ringtones was still a thing. They were <gasps> definitely a thing at that point. Um, oh, anyone wow. out there still got ringtones? <laughs> Does it? Because my son, your my nephew, been on uses ringtones. Like, are you serious? Songs? Like actual song ringtones or just well, little jingles that the phone comes with? Well, now it's it's interesting because I don't know how he got this set up in his iPhone. He doesn't have it for like his regular ringer, mm-hmm. but he has like different songs for his alarms. Oh. Like Beyonce started playing for his workout alarm. And I was like, how you do that? Oh, now I could probably get behind that. I think I used to have a song for my alarm many, 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 many years ago. Um, but yeah, my, my phone's been on vibrate for like 11 years, I feel like. So I haven't Same. had a ringtone in a long time. Does anyone Same. of our listeners have a song yeah. at their ringtone? Please tell yeah. us anyone what it is. Out, but maybe fact, that'll that be a Q&A. Q&A. <laughs> yeah, come I on now, know. come on. I want to know, do you have a song as your ringtone? Why did you choose that song? And mm-hmm. why are you still using ringtones? No, I'm not gonna drive on you. If you got, if you got a ringtone, I mean, that's you fine. Know, you do you, boo. I just want to know what the about song you is doing and why. You. <laughs> we about you doing you. You know, I love it. But that is my third jam. Let me love you by Mario slash Mario. <laughs> Whoa, I'm on learning things. I girl, when I tell you, I had no clue that was his biggest single. Mm-hmm. I don't know what other Mario song I'm thinking of that I thought was his was bigger than let me love you i don't know what i could be thinking of braid my hair mm, just a friend i do love braid my hair mm. i do love just a friend was pretty that... big uh, yeah it was i remember that one being huge i think braid my hair was ones. also my jam yes i freaking love braid my hair yes. but okay all right come through sister i love it mm-hmm. okay now my fourth jam written by stevie wonder is until you come back to me that's what i'm gonna do by aretha franklin until you come back to me is a track from miss franklin's 20th studio album okay i know for a fact you lying (laughs) (laughs) girl did she get was that the last one or did she go to more than 20 albums Oh well, my no, goodness. I doubt it, because, girl, this was released in 1973, which is what I'm about to... 20 albums, bro. <sighs> okay, I'm going to let you finish. And you know, she still <laughs> holds the top spot. I don't know if it's Rolling Stones or Billboard or somebody, but she still has the top spot of the the greatest singer ever. She still Come carries on. number one. I'm okay. not mad at that. 20 albums. So this was from her 20th studio album, Let Me In Your Life under the Atlantic Records label. Released in 1973, the single was co-written by Stevie Wonder, Morris Broadnax, and Clarence Paul, and it was produced by Aretha Franklin. And she also played the uh, acoustic piano. Now get this. 
The song was originally recorded by Stevie himself, but it was not released as a single and it did not appear on any of his albums until his 1977 anthology, Looking Back, which um, when I read up on this, it's now limited edition. Like it's not distributed anymore, but it's Mm -hmm. like this anthology of his career at Motown before some of his biggest albums. And even those hits on there were like insane hits (laughs) before he made like his signature albums. But of course, Aretha's version became the most well-known version of the song and was a great success for her, selling over a million copies, peaking at number three on the Billboard High 100 and number one on the the Billboard R&B singles chart. Mm -hmm. Now, fun fact, with this jam peaking at number three, for Miss Franklin, she became the first artist in the history of the Billboard High 100 chart to ever have a song peak at each position from numbers one to 10 on the chart. Hmm. Okay. Right. So she was the first to ever have a song that peaked at one, two, three, four, five, all the way through. All the way through 10. Okay. Right. To date, there have been only four other artists in addition to her to do this marvin gay in 1983 madonna in 1996 drake in 2013 and taylor swift in 2015 again drake <laughs> drake <laughs> first of all my girls ain't drake. i'm so surprised i didn't see beyonce in this lineup but okay a, she probably uh, won cool. away or something. She probably had some. Mm-hmm. She definitely had some peak at one, but she probably got like one a song that peaked at one, two, and three. Yeah, she probably ain't got one that peaked at five or six or something like that. Okay, yeah, something like that. Okay, go ahead. But um, that is quite the achievement for the Queen of Soul. I mean, definitely, definitely. Come on, the first one. Now the song has been covered numerous times, including by Mickey Howard, which that version is also a jam. And mm-hmm. by Luther Vandross as part of his song Superstar, which I'm not gonna get into. I'm not gonna get into because that's mm. that's special. That's different. That's, okay. that's a different episode. I was kind of hoping and she was gonna that, get into it, y'all, but I guess not. No, uh-uh, <laughs> that's another episode. Uh, how I feel about Superstar, girl. That's a that's a me and mom story. All kind of stuff wrapped okay. up in there. So, <laughs> and that is my fourth jam. I love it. That is a good jam. Man, I I mean, I knew Aretha Franklin was, was that lady. But man, those are quite some. I can't, I did not know she had that many albums out. Like, that's Bro, ridiculous. Like, when I saw that it was her 20th in 1973, I was like, ma'am? Yeah. That's ma'am. I knew it. you was doing it, but jeez. <laughs> okay, All right. girl. Well, my fourth jam is Knock You Down, a song by American singer and songwriter. So she's a singer-songwriter too, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> wow. By... I, didn't... Yes. I didn't know that. I like her too. Yes, I actually yes. like her. Yeah. This is by Carrie Hilson. And this was recorded for her debut album, In a Perfect World. Now, the song features guest vocals from, from Neo. So he's featured on this song that he also wrote. And mm-hmm. Kanye West is featured on it as well. Now, all three artists, again, co-wrote the song with its producer, Nate Danya Hills, as well as Kevin Cossum and Marcella Erica, Erica, maybe? It's probably Erica. Mm. I don't know. 
That's, it's a unique spelling. Tricky. I could be saying it wrong. <laughs> but the song is an R&B and hip hop song, which includes elements of pop music. And the lyrics of the song pertain to how love knocks you down, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of yes. the song refers to Michael Jackson. Coincidentally, it was released at the time surrounding his passing. Now, in Kanye's lines, he references Michael Jackson and his song Bad when he says, this is bad, real bad, Michael Jackson. Then mm-hmm. he goes on to say, uh, now I'm mad, real mad, Joe Jackson, which is, uh, mm-hmm. of course, referring to the domestic abuse accusations against the Jackson father. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that was kind of odd that, you know, it was released right around when he passed, but the song which I didn't received, catch that. I didn't catch that, that it was, was released the around the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Now, the song received generally mixed to positive reviews, with critics divided as to whether Neo and Kanye overwhelmed Hilson's appearance on her own song. Which. Oh, wow. I kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really, I think, like, when I think about this song, I think it's a Neo song featuring Kanye and Carrie Hilson. But that's not really. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's in my <sighs> mind. That's how I feel about this song. So yeah. I'm kind of kind of with the critics I on kinda... that. Like, yeah, maybe they did overpower her, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah. Uh, re- yeah, reviewers also complimented the song though, saying that it was radio friendly, which it definitely was. It's kind of it was vibes. yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. And it was nominated for multiple awards, including. Best Rap Sung Collaboration at the 52nd Grammy Awards. Now, Knock You Down peaked at number one in New Zealand and was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of New Zealand. I think this might be the first oh, wow. time we've mentioned somebody going platinum in another country. So that's Wow, cool. that mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It also reached the top 10 in Canada, Ireland, the UK, and the United States. Now, Carrie Hilson and Neo actually knew each other from their days as co-songwriters. Carrie had appeared as Neo's love interest in his video for his song, Miss Independent, which was the second single taken from his 08 album, uh, Year of the Gentleman. Of course, we remember that Okay, so I missed that. Yeah. 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 I don't be paying attention. I think I don't pay attention when I'm watching videos for real because I'm like, I didn't remember her. Maybe I don't even remember that video, to be honest, but I I don't stand out to me. When people are in other videos, I don't know. Anywho, because I actually <laughs> was not a fan of that song. Like I was not a fan of Miss Independent. Miss period. Independent. So I probably, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably just didn't watch the video. Possibly. Now, in a September 2008 interview with Wrap Up about a recent crop of songwriters becoming singers, Neo said, "For one, I think Carrie Hilson is too freaking pretty to be in the background, and for two, her voice is incredible. On top of the fact that she can write, so I think she's definitely one that deserves the spotlight." She is she pretty. She is super AF. pretty. <laughs> like she is, she is very pretty. He's not wrong. She is very, very pretty. But yes, she is she, definitely that. <laughs> she herself is a singer songwriter, as is Neo, and as is Stevie Wonder. But um, mm. I, I saw Carrie Hilson once. I always forget that when I'm trying to like count up all the concerts I've been to. I consistently mm. forget to mention that I've seen Carrie Hilson in concert. She performed at the Taste of Chicago when I went probably, I don't know what year it was, probably 2009 right. uh, or somewhere around in there. But yeah, I saw her oh, okay. there. So now, that's is cool. she tall? Because I feel like she's tall. Heck, if I remember, probably not. But, I don't know. Is she? But y'all, that's a good question. Y'all, I'm tall, so I'm always looking to 
resonate and identify. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, we're standing in solidarity. Yeah, I don't know. Solidarity. The stage was way up there. I was way in the back and eating a turkey leg somewhere, but uh, you know, oh, okay. she was cool. Okay, cool. She was cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I love that because I actually like that song. I do. Yeah, I do I remember mean, like and knock you down. It's like <clears throat> I'll, I'll sing along to it. Like I, it's, it's not my favorite of the jams. I will sing mm-hmm. it if it comes on the radio. Like I probably won't turn. It's pretty cool. I right, do like right. Neo and Kanye's contributions to the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bop. It had its time. It, it fit in the time period very well, I think. <laughs> it did. It definitely mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was my fourth jam. I love it, sister. Thank that you. That is a jam. Mm-hmm. All right. And it looks like we're at my last jam, sister. Already, I'm sad. I know. But my last and final jam, written by Stevie Wonder is You Are My Heaven by Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway from the 1980 album Roberta Flack featuring Donnie Hathaway. And that's not to be confused with their 1972 duet album, Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway. Okay. You Are My Heaven is the third track from the Atlantic Records LP. And it was co-written by Stevie Wonder and Eric Mercury. Now, the song is a whole bop. Like, I, I have loved this song for so long. And it definitely gives you a funky, soul, R&B, Stevie vibes. Like, when I hear the music come in, like, it sounds like Stevie to me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right. I don't know why I didn't know, why I didn't put it together. I'm just, I'm just not one of those music people. Like, I love listening, but I really don't get deep right. into it like other people out there. And so, that it, it just gave Stevie. And then... And do we even need to say that the vocals were popping? Like, do I even need to nope. mention nope. that the vocals were popping? I mean, it was Roberta Not Flack Roberta and it was Flack Donnie Hathaway. Hathaway. <laughs> I like, mean, nope. You don't need to say it. Donnie, I think that goes along with I their mean, names. <laughs> fr- freaking Donnie Hathaway could sing about bugs and I'd be like, hey, a bop. You know, because his voice was it's insane. You yep. know, and uh, they were extremely close friends. And their vocals are unparalleled. Like Donnie's vocals are sick. They're sick. Mm-hmm. So now this album was intended to be their second duet album together. Cause like I previously mentioned, they had a duet album together in 1972, but they only recorded two songs together before Donnie's death on January 13th, 1979. Hmm. Now. Yeah. Now it, it's kind of a painful story right here. Right. Because, like I said, they were very close. I mean, very good friends. And they recorded You Are My Heaven on January 13th. And then they went and had dinner together that night at Roberta's home in the Dakota apartments in Manhattan. And so Donnie left her apartment, went back to his suite at the Essex Hotel, and fell from his balcony of his 15th floor room. So this was all in the same day. Roberta was absolutely devastated by the loss of her good friend. And so she made the decision to go ahead and still include the two tracks that they got a chance to do together on the duet album. And she sang the remaining songs solo. Oh, man. Yeah. The album was a substantial commercial comeback for Miss Flack after underwhelming sales of her previous self-titled album right before this one. Mm-hmm. You Are My Heaven 
peaked at number eight on the R&B charts. And I have to say that I love the fact that, so this was Donnie's last recording ever. Mm -hmm. And it became a hit, especially Mm -hmm. alongside his friend. You know, like, I love that. I love that she at least got to have that last thing come out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like, I recorded this last song with my friend. He he either fell or jumped. I don't know what I believe. Mm-hmm. But they left us, you know, with this great music that we get to have forever. And this was their last time together. And so I like to keep it positive that way. Yeah. Sad, and but beautiful. Sad, but, but this beautiful song. And the song is a bop. When I, t- <laughs> like, it is such a bop. Like, they made such amazing music together. Like, it's insane. And that it was written by Stevie, you know, and so. Just makes it all the better. It just makes it all good, all good. And we hate that we lost Donnie, but some beauty came out of it. And that is my last jam written by Stevie Wonder. I love it. Well, on to my last one. I'll keep this one short and sweet as there was not a ton of information out there on this one. But my Mm. last jam is Make You Feel Beautiful. This was the second single from Rupert. From who? (laughs) Rupert. I don't know. Rupert from Rupert. (laughs) The second single from Ruben Stuttered's third album, The Return. It has reached a peak of number 32 on Billboard's Hot R&B and Hip Hop Singles Chart. And in addition, the single reached a peak at number six on the Hot Adult R&B Airplay chart. Now, like I said, I couldn't really find any other information about this jam, but it was definitely a jam. I'll be honest. Baby. This was a whole jam. I did not know this jam before I started trying to find jams written by Neo. I didn't even know this song. My lovely sister had to inform me about this jam i said well let me go give it a spin a jam i said oh yeah i can talk uh, about this girl i can talk about this because ruben came with a jam okay he did i do want to just highlight a couple of the lyrics that stood out to me now the song starts out with him saying first off let me start by saying i ain't trying to get in your jeans okay all right right thank you ruben (laughs) thank you ruben thank you ruben and Kind of back to what you said, I think, in your very first jam. Yeah, I can't help it when we talk about love songs, talking about love and all that. I feel like we're lacking on love songs these days and, like, respect my woman songs and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And so, the, you know, the like song Like, I love is... my woman just for being mm-hmm. her and just for being a woman, you know. <laughs> right. Now, of course, this song is a bit older. It's a little older. Right. Ruben ain't, ain't made none in a bit. Um. So the times have changed <laughs> and nobody's saying I'm not trying to get in your jeans anymore. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, appreciate that that used to be how R&B songs was. They'd be like, girl, I'm not trying to. Well, some of them weren't like that. <laughs> right. Some of them, right. They talked about getting your jeans. But every now and then you had some folks like Ruben Studdard and I feel like like Music Soul Child and stuff that were trying right. to take the uh, more subtle approach. And I don't know, it just struck me as soon as the song started playing. I was like, oh, you can tell this is the older song because he's not trying to get in your jeans. All right. Right. <laughs> and then another lyric that I really liked 
he says, beautiful as Sunday in the spring and Saturday in the fall. And I said, you know, I, I just thought right. about it for a second. I said, what, what made him decide that Sunday was the day that's beautiful in spring and that Saturday is a beautiful fall day? Because I agree. That's the weird it part. Because it is, like, right? Because, like, it is. And I sat there and I thought about it. I said, you know what? A Sunday in spring is beautiful. And you're going to yes. church this Easter, maybe. Right. <laughs> it's just a right. nice day. The flowers are blooming. And it's just a pretty Sunday. And then in the fall, on Saturday, I'm Saturday, just, you're going I, to the I'm festivals the apple and orchard. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to the apple orchard. I'm just crunching leaves and doing yard work with the family, raking and all sorts of stuff. I said, dang, he right. A beautiful spring Sunday and a beautiful fall Saturday. That is beautiful. Fire. I think if my man told me I was beautiful as a Sunday in spring, I would I would take that. I would be like, oh, I'm pretty I like beautiful. That. Thank you. Oh, That's okay. pretty doggone beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so like, shout out to Neo for the songwriting, right? There because you know what, you write. I like these girl, <laughs> but this song was a whole jam. If this song was not repeatedly played on the radio back home on Chicago mm-hmm. radio. If y'all y'all remember, I just wanna make it feel beautiful. Wanna make it feel beautiful, girl. It's all I want. Y'all remember that? Yes. A, a jam. whole jam. It stayed on the radio, on radio yes. airplay. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love and it. That is my fifth and final jam. Yay! Some bobs mm. for sure. Now, absolutely. A shout out to some of our listeners and social media followers real quick. So one of our listeners and followers on Instagram, Montrose, made this stunning dedication post to us on Instagram that had us literally in tears. Literally. So he posts literally. So he posted a performance that he did of the song Crazy by Seal, which we discussed in our 1990 Jams episode. Go back and listen if you haven't listened yet. And he had just such kind words to say about how we remind him of he and his sister's relationship and that we brought out his music nerd. We freaking <laughs> love that Montrose and thank you so much. That's literally what we wanted to do with this podcast. Yes. Now, y'all be sure to check him out on his Instagram page. It is at Montrose C M O N T R O S E the letter c mm-hmm. and speaking of our 1990 jams episode from last week instagram follower at killer kev chimed in that he would have added the jam suicide blonde by nxs to our list of 90 jams and i'm like you right sir because i definitely <laughs> love some nxs mm-hmm. and in our Spotify Q&A that week we asked what's the first thing you think of when you think of the 90s and one of our listeners, Ragamuffin, commented, hip-hop, Tim's, which is the Timberlands, mm-hmm. Tommy Hilfiger, Tommy Hilfiger was so freaking huge in the 90s. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> the epitome of 90s. And the movies, Menace to Society, and the movie Kids, which Kids was a crazy AF movie. If anybody remembers Kids... <laughs> You and know I that don't. movie was insane. <laughs> Girl, 
long story short, it was a movie. It was like shot like a documentary kind of, but mm-hmm. it was these teenagers who go around having sex everywhere. And one of them ends up having sex with a girl that has HIV. And oh, goodness. it was just like, it's nuts. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But <laughs> that is what our listener Ragamuffin chimed in. Thank y'all so much for sharing your thoughts, your feedback, answering the questions. We freaking love every single one of you. Real talk. Yes, we do. So, of course, I'll give you your quick reminders. Hit the show notes for the playlist. Listen to these jams. The playlists are always banging. We have them linked in the show notes to Tidal, Apple Music, and Spotify. And of course, if you're following us on our socials, on Instagram or Facebook at My Sister's Jam, you will find the music from today's episode there as well. Remember to keep answering those polls, Q&As. If you have any feedback or suggestions, you can email us at mysistersjam at gmail.com. And if my sister doesn't have anything else, do you? I don't think so. If sister didn't mention leaving your five-star review, please do so. We need more ratings and reviews. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. And And I think that's all, sister. Very good, friends. Well, we will see y'all next Thursday. Bye. Bye.